You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Monday show for you. We got a little update on Joey's season. We've got some Bachelor in Paradise news to talk about. We've got their schedule for the rest of the season. And we have some BIP Twitter wars happening. It happened on Friday after I had already recorded the episode. <laughs> or, yeah, it happened Thursday night, but I hadn't seen it when I recorded the episode Thursday night for Friday show. It's some good stuff. Uh, a little bit of F-Boy Island. Big Brother coming to an end. Only two episodes left of Big Brother. I screwed up my daylight savings and a movie I saw over the weekend that's an all-time classic, but boy, does it not stand the test of time now. We'll get to all that momentarily. Let's start off. Uh, just a quick update on Joey's season. If you saw over the weekend, the Joey uh, Jesse Palmer posted a picture of him and Joey at the final rose ceremony, overnight date location, final rose ceremony location. They're down in Mexico. Um, they didn't give it away in the picture, but I had many of you send me emails saying, look at where they are, look at where it's been matched to. It's like, oh, okay. So they are down in Mexico. They are in Tulum for overnight and final rose ceremony. Your final three are Rachel, Daisy, and Kelsey. And it's going to be, you know, I, unless pictures get out now, granted, this is Mexico now. So this isn't they're in some foreign country and can easily hide away somewhere like in Iceland or something. They're in Mexico, so it's very possible a picture could get out. They've already had probably two overnight dates, and nothing's gotten out yet. So I don't know how many, I don't know how much is getting out down there. But um, they are—they're uh, definitely down uh, in Mexico. And once filming is over, which should be what towards the end of this week, maybe early next week. I haven't really done the math in my head, but. Um, they should have filmed at least, so uh, Rose Ceremony Travel, Rose Ceremony was last Tuesday in L.A. to go from four down to three. So let's say they started filming Friday. So let's say they took two days off. They traveled Wednesday, got everything set up Thursday. First overnight was Friday. Second overnight was last night. Or first overnight was Thursday. Second overnight was Saturday. And the third overnight is happening tonight. Either the either the third overnight is happening is happening. Uh, tonight or tomorrow. So rose ceremony is going to be tomorrow or Wednesday. You know, we're looking at um, early next week, uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday would be the final rose ceremony. If I'm doing my math correctly in my head, I might not be. I'm just kind of zipping through it right now. But what I'm meaning to say is probably nothing's going to get out. So there's not going to be any updates to give on Joey season uh, through the end of filming which should be, like I said, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week should be the final rose ceremony around there. And then, obviously, we just don't know about, uh, you know, I just don't know when I'm going to get information. I, I don't. I've been pretty good this season with the information. I've uh, spoiled a lot for you. I mean, the fact that you know everything pretty much in real time of who the hometown dates were, who got eliminated at Final Four, um, you know a lot. Uh, I gave you everything that happened in basically episodes five through seven with pictures, so, yeah, I mean, you've got a lot this season, but obviously the biggest thing you want to know is who does Joey end up getting engaged to at the end? And um, hopefully I'll have that for you at some point. And, you know, we don't know the schedule for Bachelor. It's always usually the first Monday in January, but with the NFL having playoff football, it, just like last this the, earlier this year with Zach's season, it didn't start until the third Monday, 
or maybe it was the fourth Monday in January, it looks like it's probably going to have to be the same thing unless they start the season and then take a week off for NFL playoffs, which I doubt they're going to do. So um, we don't know the start date yet, but it's going to be in January, and we'll kind of take it from there. Um, we do know the schedule for the rest of Bachelor in Paradise. Last week we also found out the schedule for Golden Bachelor. Women Tell All is this Thursday. The following Thursday, the 16th, is going to be overnight dates. The following Thursday is Thanksgiving. There's nothing airing that night. And then November 30th is when the two-hour finale for The Golden Bachelor will be. Well, now we know the Bachelor in Paradise episode breakdown. This week, November 9th, two-hour episode is episode number seven. Following week, the 16th, two-hour episode, episode number eight. The following week is Thanksgiving. No episodes airing then. The following week after that is the 30th, which is the two-hour Golden Bachelor finale, which means we only have a one-hour Bachelor in Paradise. And then the following week, first Thursday in December, is a three-hour finale for Bachelor in Paradise, meaning I'm guessing we're going to get an hour after the final rose or we're going to have some sort of live show that night if they're doing three hours. I can't imagine they're showing us three hours of the footage that happened down in Mexico. Maybe they will. Uh, Maybe they're not going to have any sort of live show. We don't know just yet. But we do know the finale for Golden Bachelor is going to be two hours on November 30th, and then the following week on December 7th is going to be a three-hour finale for Bachelor in Paradise. One thing I hope they cover in Bachelor in Paradise finale, if they do some sort of reunion show or live show or whatever, This got popping this past Thursday night, and I had already recorded Friday's show, and I did not know about this. So I know I'm a little late to the party. I did retweet it and put it on my Twitter on Friday, but Olivia is having a little bit of a beef with Kylie and Avon. So Olivia tweets this out. Will shows interest in me and kisses me, and Kylie messes it up once she catches wind. John Henry shows interest in me, and we are together, Kylie encourages Kat to mess it up. Anyone else sensing a pattern? So Olivia is basically taking shots at Kylie, saying twice now that she's involved herself in her business. Kylie responds by saying, I owe you nothing. I'm loyal to my actual friends. Have a great night. To which Olivia replies, is that why you just called me twice to tell me that? Or was it going to be the fake pageant voice where you pretend that's not what really went down? Then Avon steps in it and says, give a night one elimination, some meaningless screen time. And they start to think that they can just say anything to which Olivia responds, which I knew she would. And she should have. I was unaware you had to make it past night one to call a spade a spade. My fault. The night one elimination comment is tired of being used. Find new content. Kylie responded to Olivia's comment about, did you call her twice? She said, I wasn't calling to explain myself. I was calling to tell you to get my name out of your mouth. Instead, you're trolling Twitter and refuse to answer my phone calls. Kylie has since deleted that tweet. Avon responded to Olivia's comment about, hey, stop it with the one night elimination people. You're making it seem like we can't even have, you know, a say in anything. And he wrote back, call a spade a spade. You're literally blaming someone else for your own self-inflicted failed relationships. You have obviously gained some confidence to speak like this since your first go round. Hence the night one reference, not that it hinders your overall opinion. 
Okay. I'm sorry. Olivia wins this, and it's not even close. I know that I have brought up the fact that night one people on this show, it's a it's a high school click is what this is. There is a popularity contest, and if you get eliminated on night one, I'm sure there are a few examples over 48 seasons where night one people are friends with people that got to the final four, but it is very few and far between. You just weren't on the show long enough. You're only there hours versus women and men who established themselves and hung out with these people a lot longer. So it makes sense. I get it. However, it doesn't mean that someone who got eliminated at night one is not allowed to have an opinion and is not allowed to send out a tweet and give their thoughts and give their feelings on how they felt they were treated. For Avon to step in and basically say that, I guess he, I mean, you, you, you listen to this sentence and you let me know what you think. Give a night one elimination some meaningless screen time and they start to think they can say anything. Okay, first off, Olivia isn't getting meaningless screen time. She's literally the narrator of this season. I got to believe she's gotten more ITMs this season than anybody else. Bachelor Data does screen time every episode. I haven't looked. She doesn't count. She just counts time on screen. I, If we were just doing ITMs, I, Olivia has to be in the lead. So for Avon to say that, God, that's low. And and he's saying it from a he's he's saying it from somebody who got far in the show. And he's saying it from as somebody that's like sitting on top of a perch because, hey, I got to the final two. Night one elimination. Oh boy, you gained some confidence now. It's just like, Avon, that is so low, and it makes you look so bad. And then he tried to cover himself by saying, no, I was just saying because you were night one and you didn't get a lot of screen time. Stop it. We know exactly what you were trying to say. You think that someone who didn't last long on the regular show shouldn't be getting as much screen time as she is. She's literally dominating the ITMs this season, Olivia is. And for Avon to throw that sentence in there, that made him look so petty and so bad. And it made him look like he's coming from a position of power because he lasted longer on the show. Yes, there is a hierarchy on this show. Yes, people who last longer are more well-liked by the fan base because they know them better. They got to establish themselves on the show. We barely knew Olivia on her season because she lasted one night. It only makes sense that the audience is going to kind of gear themselves towards and kind of move towards people whose story that they follow during the show. We get it, but it doesn't basically make a night one person irrelevant to the point where Avon has to make a comment like that. I've had night one contestants on this show. Brie Amaranthus, Katrina Badowski. I've had a few night one contestants on this show, and they all have a story, and they were all interesting. So for him to say that, ugh, just a bad look, man. And I know he tried to cover himself, but wasn't a good look at all. And I think Olivia won that battle hands down. But if they want to continue that at some sort of after the final rose or reunion show on December 7th, by all means, give me my popcorn. All right, new sponsor this week. I bought a, how does Thanksgiving sound? It's coming up in three weeks, three and a half weeks. Uh, Abada is here 
to give you cash back and help sure make your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants a turkey without gravy? Starting November 1st, it just started. For the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you are purchasing. The other apps, they're going to give you points that don't really amount to much. Ibotta can get you real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. I've been using it because you can use it at retailers, bars, restaurants, liquor and grocery stores. It's a great app to have. Who doesn't want cash back when they go shopping? I know I do. Download the Ibotta app now and use code REALITYSTEVE to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting on November 1st. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code REALITYSTEVE. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code REALITYSTEVE. Also, this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Go to greenchef.com, and for Green Chef's best deal of the year, get $250 off with code REALITYSTEVE250 at greenchef.com slash REALITYSTEVE250. This is a new code, another one for Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash REALITYSTEVE250. Use code REALITYSTEVE250 to get $250 off. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. In case you didn't know, F-Boy Island moved their episodes to Friday night. So did you watch it Friday night? Did you see what happened? I did, and I've kind of already forgotten what happened. However, I know it's getting good, and we pretty much know who each woman's final two is going to be, if I had to guess. I don't think it's far-fetched to think that Katie and uh, Katie's final two is going to be Vince and Benedict. I don't think Marco makes it in there. He's just been involved in too much drama. Uh, as for Danny, um, I would think that CJ is in her bottom two. Um, and then I'm forgetting the other guy's name. And then for Hallie. Oh, no. Mer- oh, no. That's Mercedes. Yeah. Mercedes for Hallie. I think Hallie's going to pick Mercedes. I really do. I just, I, it just seems that way, but I, I honestly have no idea. And is Mercedes going to take the money? Uh, is he an F boy? I got to believe he is. But um, the way the episode ended on Friday was they ended up not eliminating anybody. They each basically said, we need more time. And that was the episode where they got to look at their Instagram pages. And Nikki basically said on the show what I've been saying. Like, don't these guys watch the show? Didn't they watch previous seasons? Did they know not to wipe their Instagram of anything that's somewhat questionable? You know, I didn't. Who was the one that probably had the most? I think CJ was the one where Danny was like, oh, my God, he's a total F boy. The guy that plays basketball. And 
but she didn't eliminate him. And all three women agreed, we want to keep every guy here still. We need more time. So I thought that was good. But it's going to start heating up. It just seems like uh, I'd be shocked if Katie's final two aren't Vince and Benedict. And then I, Danny is going to have CJ in her final two, and Hallie is definitely going to have Mercedes in her final two. If not, those are the guys they're going to choose, and then the guys are going to determine what they want to do. But, um, yeah, so that's where we're at with F-Boy Island. But it's now on Friday nights, so remember that. You know what's coming to an end. That is Big Brother. And it is pretty amazing. Like, I, for the longest time, you know me, I've never watched Big Brother until season 21. This is only the fourth season I've ever watched, outside of the celebrity seasons. I've watched... 21, well, this fifth season, 21, 22, 23, 24, and now 25. And for the longest time, I did not watch it because I knew it took a lot of commitment. I knew it was on three days a week. But man, this show kind of flies by. This is going to be 100 days they're in the house. Tomorrow night is the penultimate episode, and then your finale, the live finale, is on Thursday night. It's pretty crazy to think I've watched every episode for the last, I don't know what it is. What did it start in? July? August? I think it started at the beginning of August. So we're literally, what, four months into the show? And I've watched every episode. I haven't watched any live feeds. Sometimes I get spoiled with stuff on the internet. Sometimes I don't. But <laughs> kind of crazy. It's coming to an end. And we're finally going to have, and, and I'm not going to have three nights a week where I have to watch something. And I end up having to record my daily roundup later on at night that I'd like to because I want to make sure that Big Brother is covered in that episode. But not surprising that Felicia went home. I understand. I, I am curious because right now with three people left, Bowie, Jane, Matt, and Jag, if Matt is sitting next to Bowie, Jane, Matt wins. If Jag is sitting next to Bowie, Jane, Jag wins. The question now becomes if it's a Matt and Jag final, which is something we talked about with Taryn Armstrong when he came on over a month ago, I said, if these two are, when it was like down to nine people, I said, these two are looking like the final two. And if it is these two, just based on what Sari said and based on what Felicia said, even though Jag has quite the resume, it certainly looks like this jury is going to award Matt for having a way better social game and not backstabbing, backstabbing as many people as Jag did. And Jag was less ruthless. I think the only vote that Jag might get would be Bowie Jane because it looks like Ceree's voting for Matt, Felicia's voting for Matt, America would vote for Matt, and whatever America does, Corey's going to vote for Matt. And then um, Cameron, maybe maybe Jag gets a Cameron vote. Uh, and then Blue, she's going for Matt. So I, I think 5-2 or 6-1 is going to be the vote. And... I don't think there's any way around it now. As much as I have been praising Jag for his gameplay, just hearing Suri on Thursday night and now Felicia last night, it's clear that they respect Matt's game more because he had less blood on his hands than all of Jag's power veto and comp wins. It just it looks like. And so Jag had the decision. Could Jag have sent Matt home last night and have a final three? with Felicia and Bowie Jane, where basically he would have beaten either of those two women, 
probably hands down and probably would have gotten every vote? Yeah, he would have. Jag just pretty much blew his chance. So unless Bowie Jane gets into the final two somehow against Jag, that was the only way Jag's going to win. Unfortunately, this is Matt's game to lose. And unless Matt doesn't end up there, this is Matt's. Uh, Matt's going to be your BB25 champion. Okay, I did it for the second year in a row. Last year, I know for a fact I did the same exact thing when I talked to you the Friday before um, we turned the clocks back. <laughs> I said the same exact thing last year. I don't know why I can't do this in my head, even though I know it's fall back and spring ahead. I told you on Friday in the podcast, I said, hey, I'm so excited because my dog is going to let me sleep in an extra hour. <laughs> Because my dog pretty much wakes me up. Luca wakes me up at 6.30 every morning, no matter what. Between 6.15 and 6.30. And I was like, oh, we get to we get an extra hour of sleep. But no, that would have meant that she woke me up at 5.30. And I kept saying, oh, she's not going to wake me up till 7.30. No, 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 no. Body time and everything, it would have been 5.30. However, yesterday came and went, and then Luca is totally off her clock. I don't know. It, the... the the, turning the clocks back completely fucked up her circadian rhythm because she still didn't wake me up till 7.30. And then she didn't eat lunch until like 2.30. And she usually eats lunch at 12. And I'm talking about when she wants to eat lunch, it is nonstop bugging you until you feed her. So I can't go past noon without feeding her or else I'm literally just having a dog that's whining at me. And it, it was 2 o'clock yesterday, and she was still laying down and hadn't eaten lunch. Really bizarre. So I don't know. what I don't remember that happening last year, but I screwed it up again for the second year in a row, and I'm sure next year uh, when we turn the clocks back, I'll screw it up again. Finally, I want to talk about this. I was watching a movie. I was flipping the channels on Friday night. Was it Friday night, Saturday night? can't remember which night it was. I think it was Saturday night. And Grease was on, the original. And it's a it's a classic. We all love it. Uh, R.I.P. to Olivia Newton-John, who recently passed in the last year, right? That was within the last year, wasn't it? It's just an all-time classic movie. And you know me. If you've listened to me long enough, you know how much of affinity I have for Grease 2, which, in my eyes, is a better movie. And yes, I know you think I'm crazy, but in terms of corniness and reciting all the words to the songs, I could do it. I could do it for a lot of the Grease songs as well. Don't get me wrong. But I just, Grease 2 is, it was something that the reason I've seen it so much is because of the time period it was in, and it was just a cable show that ran a lot back in 1982. It was either summer of 82 or summer of 83. It was on literally every day on cable, and I'd watch it when I used to go to New York every summer to see family. And me and my sister and my cousin would watch that movie nonstop. And so it's just always, it's, I've always had a thing for it. So Grease was on this past weekend, and I watched it. And it was, it was only the last 45 minutes. But, man, Grease does not hold up today. <laughs> Do you realize how misogynistic Grease is? And just the whole premise of the movie about a woman changing her whole life around and her whole look? just to land a guy. And it's funny because everyone praises Greece. Oh my God, it was so much better than Greece too. Um, Greece had so many scenes that could never be shot today. So many, so much dialogue that could never be written into a movie today. 
and just the whole premise <laughs> of of Sandra kind of revolving her life around everything Danny did and just to do everything she could to impress him. Kanicki was a pig. The other dweebs in the T-Birds were literally making sexist comments the whole movie. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny when you look at it now about how, and not funny in that it was a, a comedy, but it's kind of funny to look back on it now and be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, this movie doesn't stand the test of time. Whereas, in, in case you didn't realize this, Grease 2 basically flips the script. Because the guys are always fawning over the girls in Greece too, and the guys are doing everything they can to change, to adhere to the woman. It's like Greece, the original, would not be very well received, isn't very well received if you're a feminist. But if you're a feminist, you'd love Greece too, because Greece too is all about women empowerment. And they're running the show. And they're the pink ladies. And they have the guys chasing them. It's just kind of funny because Grease 2 has been laughed at for years because it came out two years later. It had none of the original cast outside of Dee Dee Cohn and, you know, the teacher and the principal and the vice principal, all that stuff. But <laughs> go back and watch both of them and just see how diametrically opposed they are to each other. Grease, not a movie that's pro-woman, for sure. Grease 2, very pro-woman. Go check it out. Report back to me. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Also, follow me on Apple Podcasts as well. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. Check that out. And we'll be back tomorrow, obviously, with another uh, Daily Roundup. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!